The only answer to a great reset is a great awakening. That is what we're going to have here. So I, I have to thank Charlie Kirk and Turning Point and everybody who was involved with this. By the way, the editor, I, I can't see it. Actually, the lights are actually pretty bright out here. But the guys who put this all together are here in the room with us. Marcus and the guys, where are you guys at? They're somewhere around here. Oh, there they are. There they are. They're all the guys, right. Marcus Kenren, there they are. They, they, those are the guys who need the applause. Now, I'm just the guy, you know, they stick in front of the camera. But, and you don't see it yet in this first episode, but you do see it in the trailer that it was myself and these three characters over here that Klaus Schwab sent his goon squad after when we were in Davos. You all saw that video, right? Be, not because, not because of what we were doing but because of who we are and what we had to say. They were terrified of what we were doing. Yes. Because they understand that there's real power. There's real power, and the only thing that we're doing is taking their words, repeating it back to them, but unpacking it and explaining the truth behind it. So every single one of us, the four of us, we were detained, we were frisked, front and the back, no dinner, no lunch beforehand. Oh, no, 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 no. I did have my intertax on, don't worry. But then they said, show us the footage. We want to see what you are filming. We want to see your cameras. And then they, and then they, they were about to show it. And I remember this. I think, I think they're, Ken, you, they wanted to take you away, right? Right, they wanted to take Ken over, and they said, come see we have a nice van over here. Just come step inside the van and we can watch your footage together. I said, he's not going anywhere. None of us are going away. You're not separating us. We're not playing any of these games. No, because th what they sent out, MP5s, 9mm, quick response force of fully armored, fully armed individuals. It said World Economic Forum Police. And the, on their patches, World Economic Forum Police. And so I tweet out, I believe we've been detained by the World Economic Forum Police. Then we get an article from Reuters as we're sitting there because the whole thing's going on for about an hour. And I said, oh, of course, the, the, surely the media, of all things, they're going to say, okay, we're going to come in. And I know Reuters doesn't like me and CNN and probably don't like any of the speakers in this room, by the way. And you know what? I wear that as a badge of honor. I really do. But the Reuters piece comes out and it says, fact check, Jack Posobiec was not detained by the World Economic Forum police. And I'm sitting there going, what, was that like a gang? Was this like some, was, is Ashton Kutcher going to pop out and with the, uh, you know, the old TV show? And they said, they said, actually, those police are, <laughs> I can't even get this. Those police are assigned to the World Economic Forum rather than actually being the World Economic Forum police. You see, it's completely different. <laughs> These are the, t and, and then if you go down to the very bottom, the very bottom of the Reuters piece, what does it say? That Reuters has signed an exclusive agreement with who? The World Economic Forum. So you understand that's the protection. This isn't a partnership, it's a racket, it's a cabal. But I'll tell you what something, I'll tell you something else. We have something far more powerful. 
They have the billionaires, they have the trillionaires, they have multinational corporations, they have the army of the CCP. Well, we've got the army of the awakened. And you know what, who we have on our side? We have God on our side. And no weapon formed against him shall prevail. None. Understand this. Because they do not want, and I would, I would add, I'm not going to disagree with what Charlie said at the beginning of this, but I would add something. It's not just that they're trying to tear away God. They want to replace God. They want to replace God with themselves. That's what homo, we are homo sapiens. They want to replace it with homo deus. That is why it's so important to understand what Joe Allen is talking about with the transhumanism. Stephen K. Bannon, of course, talks about this a lot. And by the way, I'm going to say something that Steve didn't say last night because I know he gave an excellent keynote address. Do you know that this is the very first event publicly that Steve Bannon has done since what they did to him in New York City? And I'll tell you something, they'll do it to every single one of us. Well, let me ask you something. Are you going to stand down? Are you going to go away? Are you going to shut up and do what you're told? Or are you going to fight to take your country back? We're going to take our schools back. We're going to take our churches back. We're going to take it state by state, street by street, block by block. And I'll tell you something. Thank you. And we just, we actually, we, we just had the opportunity through Turning Point to, to visit the Holy Land. So I flew back directly from Israel to this event, and I was there with my family, and I was there with my father, my mother, my children, my wife, my beautiful Tanya Tay. Don't worry, sweetheart, I mentioned you. And uh, Jesus, by the way, Steve told me, he said, he said, look, Pasobic, I'm only watching the movie if Tanya's in it, all right? You know, I'm not sitting there watching you. That's only episode, by the way, so just so you understand, that's episode one. So the rest of this, it's going to be released through TPOSA.com. We're working on some more distribution deals, but that's a little, what did you think? What did you think? And like I said, like I said, if you have any problems with it, the guys that take it up with are over there. <laughs> it's all their fault. No, but, but so we put the whole thing together. We've got Tanya Tay and, my, and we got to the Holy Land. And being able to walk, has, has anyone gone there to, uh, in the room? I could just see some hands. Anyone? We, a few, a few. That's amazing. We actually walked the Via Dolorosa, and the Via Dolorosa is, it's in, is the Latin translation of the way of suffering. This is the true stations of the cross, the actual stations that the Messiah, Christ Jesus, walked in. And I was able to walk those with my parents, with my children. They're only one in four, so I think maybe when they're a little bit older, they'll appreciate it more. But when we got to the end, and we actually made it, to the 13th station, which is the slab, right? This is the slab where they laid his body. And my dad, you know, he's from, uh, he's kind of from that generation where you don't really show your feelings, you know? He's, you know, you're tough, right? You gotta be tough. You don't go to the doctor. You don't, you know, mess around. You don't show your feelings. You don't, but my dad, after walking, if you've walked to Via Dolorosa, by the way, the, I, I love the movie Passion of the Christ. We watch it every Easter, but, but, I do have one bone to pick with it. 
that road ain't flat. That is like straight up, straight up road. It is, and imagine carrying that as you've been beaten with a cat and nine tails. You've got a crown of thorns on your head, and you're carrying this massive cross. Of course, he fell. I'm surprised he only fell three times, right? I could barely carry my son up there, you know, and he's getting a little bigger. Um, my father got to that slab, and and he fell down to his knees. He put his hands on it, and he, and he was weeping. And I couldn't even look at him. Do you honestly think that Klaus Schwab and these programs and these agendas can ever compete with that? With true belief in the risen Christ. True belief in faith in something greater than us. Belief in God. Belief in an understanding that we're not just some DNA code. That we're not just some kind of uh, immaterial crude substance. No, 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 no. No, we have souls. We are created beings in the likeness of that creator. And we're not going to let Klaus Schwab or anybody else tell us otherwise. I'm certainly you're not going to come to me and tell me that my children are, you know, just a bunch of atoms and, and chemical responses and synapses in the brain. Sure, they have all those things, but that is not what makes them who they are. They are immutable, individual human spirits. That we have to nurture and we have to create. And that is what that is the one thing that they are trying to destroy. Because if you can believe that a human being is just another piece of matter, then you've already, they've already won. They've already won. If you can get them to believe that a human life, this is what the CCP believes, by the way. And I lived there. I lived in China for two years prior to joining the US military. Any veterans? Any veterans in the audience? By the way, if we can, can we have the veterans stand up? Can we have the veteran? Can we do that? How about a round of applause for our veterans? I don't know if we haven't done that yet. And I agree with everything that Pedro had to say about, by the way, that if you're going to take someone who, when you sign up to join the United States military, that's a blank check to your country, right? A blank check that's deliverable up to and including you know what. And so if we're going to do that, that's the most sacred obligation and sacred duty that we have to those people that we're not going to send you out there to go run some, and I'm just going to say it, some, some uh, you know, halfway thought through, half-baked evacuation operation at the Abbey Gate when you're letting people walk up to you with the 13 honored dead that we had there at that evacuation that didn't have to happen. It didn't have to be that way. But Joe Biden and this government set it up that way. The same way that they'll set up the human suffering, not only of our soldiers, but the human suffering that's going on on our border, the sex trafficking that's going on, the sex slavery of women and children that's going on on our border every single day. And then they'll have the audacity to say, oh, we can't even have them up in Martha's Vineyard, please, please. Okay, and I look at that situation and I say, I'm, I'm glad that Ron DeSantis did that. I really am glad that he did that. Yes, yes. But what I want to see next, what I want to see next now, and I'm making sure, we're, you know, we're, we're on the side of this. I want to see real policy change across this country because, and I'm going to tie it back to Israel now, because when we were in Israel, we went to the Golan Heights. Now, the Golan Heights, this is a disputed area. So in 1967, Israel launches a six-day war, and um, Israel essentially takes 
that land. And you have to understand, this is this massive mountain right at the tip, the northern tip of Israel. And it crosses in. It was Syrian territory, but it, it straddles the border between Israel, Syria, and Lebanon. But it's higher above. So if you're Hamas, you're Hezbollah, if you're anybody that you're launching rockets in, you're launching missiles in, you've got to go through the Golan Heights. Well, if you take those heights, you got the high ground, right? Israel is a country that takes its borders seriously. They take their nationhood seriously. And let me understand, the, uh, let me explain the underpinnings of the Great Reset. Now, of course, and, and you know, Charlie would say, Jack, plug the book, plug the book. All right, all right, yeah. So we do have the booklet out on this. And if you go to reset.tposa.com, I hope that everyone here in this room has a copy of it. If you don't yet, or if you're watching at home, just go to the website, reset.tpusa.com, 50-page booklet. Any amount donation gets you the booklet, and it breaks down all of this. Because here's what they're trying to do. The Great Reset, and we promised you that this is not a conference just about the Great Reset. It's about defeating the Great Reset. And we're going to have the docu-series up that's going to explain it chapter and verse. And we go through Klaus Schwab's book, just like we did, and more, the great Morgan Zeggers, who's in the film as well, goes through this. But what we're doing now is we're talking about how do you take that next step, and that's why the booklet's important. But I'm going to talk about there's two key issues that underpin this entire thing. There's two key issues. And I think that there's any MAGA Americans, if there's any MAGA American first Americans out there, they'll understand exactly what they are. This is open trade and open borders. That all of the Great Reset, all of the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, all of this, where do they get their money from, their financial capital, their wealth, where does it come from? It comes propped up by this globalist, corrupt, corrupt globalist system. Can't even get it out. The corrupt globalist system that's propped up by open borders and open trade. And if you understand that the two key issues that we need to turn on their head to stop this entire thing in its tracks, it's so simple. Trade and immigration. Trade and immigration. And if you notice, between the two sides in this country, the liberals and the conservatives, it seems that when you're talking to liberal and conservative leaders, it almost seems like they're in complete lockstep on both of these. Doesn't it seem that way? It's almost like we've got a uniparty in this country, like we've got a global transnational elite that's in bed with the CCP, by the way, on this. You want to know where you're tw why your 23andMe is so cheap? That's because it's being subsidized by their investment partner, Wu Shi, that's collecting all of your data on your, for their genome project on the back end. They're building towards this. The CCP doesn't have the guardrails that we do. They don't have the ethics that we do, and they are pushing forward with all of it. So let me tell you something. You fix those two issues, trade and immigration, and suddenly you have your nation back because those are the two key issues that only a nation can control. Think of it. You take away your borders, you take away trade, no more nation, right? No more nation. When Israel came back, when they went back on the map in 1948 and when they fought to secure their independence in 1967, that's exactly what it came down to, trade and immigration. Would they control? And they understood. They understood that if they didn't have strong borders, if they didn't determine who could or couldn't be in their country, and of course there's been, I'm not going to get into the whole uh, history and the litany of all the, the agreements and disagreements that they've had there, but my point is they knew that these are the two key issues to securing nationhood.
And so my question is then, why is it that you can go and say, I'm for Israel's sovereignty, I'm for Ukraine's sovereignty, but if you say that for the United States of America, you get labeled a racist, a xenophobe, uh, you know, tinfoil. No, I- I'm sick of it. I'm sick of apologizing for standing up for my country. I'm sick of apologizing for standing up for my way of life. I'm sick of apologizing for our civilization. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. I'm not apologizing for that anymore. And I don't think anyone here should either. I'm not playing their game because the minute you start apologizing, you start explaining, you start playing these games. What about this? What about that? No, we have the ability to determine who we want in our country or not. We have the ability to determine which countries that we have trade with and the ability to determine the details, the parameters of that trade. And if we're going to go, if we're going to go in with the CCP and look, I was there. Okay. Speak Mandarin. Um, the money that flows through Shanghai, that flows through Guangzhou, Hong Kong, it's, it's immeasurable. It's absolutely immeasurable. And to understand that the people that are drinking and feeding from this trough, it's not the, it's not the middle class. In La, it's, the Lao, it's not the Lao Beijing in China. It's not the poor. No, 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 no. It's the people at the top. It's the 1%. They're making money hand, and they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They know about the Uyghurs. They know about the camps. They know about the Christian churches. They know about the organ experiments and the harvesting that's done in the following Gong and the dissidents. They don't care. They turn a blind eye. And I'll tell you another thing. They go and look at places like Youngstown, Ohio. They go and look at places like Detroit, Michigan. They go and look at places like the entire center and west of my beloved home state of Pennsylvania. And they've seen how it's completely hollowed out and they don't care because you know where that capital went? That capital all went to the People's Republic of China. There's no such thing as the China model, okay? It's a sham, it's a hoax, it's always been a scam. And the scam is this, the partnership that they put together in globalism, the global supply chain, simple. China gets the financial capital of the West, and that's going to underpin the entire system. Then they make the goods. They become the global manufacturing center. The people of the West, you get to become consumers. You're free-range cattle to them. They want you calm. They want you subservient. They want you quiet. They want you sitting there flicking on Netflix, seeing what the, oh, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. There's a new uh, new Lord of the Rings coming out. I'm going to go watch that while I order my instant gratification special from Amazon, from, uh, from Uber Eats, from Tinder, whatever it is. Whatever it is you want, you can order with the flick of your finger on a piece of glass in your pocket. Okay? That's not living. That's not real life. That's not being a sovereign individual who's taking ownership of your own life. And I don't think any of the people in this room, you wouldn't be here spending the entire day on a Saturday. All right. It's a beautiful day outside, by the way, in Phoenix. But you wouldn't be here if you didn't care about that. You're here because you care about your families. You care about your children. You care about your grandchildren. That you're going to go home, and I know that I'm going to go home, and I'm going to see my kids. And I'm going to say, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this. Look, you know, we're not doing this and fighting up against odds that are 
Steve Bannon's getting perp walked. Mike Lindell's getting his phone taken away. And let's not even talk about what they're doing to President Trump. Okay, we've seen it. It would be so much easier to take, you guys are seeing, you, you know, Dune, that you put your finger in the pain box, right? And we, that's what they're trying to do to all of us. They're putting you in the pain box because they want you to feel that. They want you to go out there and say, oh, if you got one of those red hats on, oof, you're just a bad person. You're a bad member of society. And you hear the absolute hatred in that speech from President Biden at our Independence Hall, the way he desecrated Independence Hall, the sacred ground where our declaration was signed, where our constitution was fought over, was formed, where our country was born. He went there and he desecrated it. And let me tell you something. They, you don't think they did that on purpose. They absolutely did that on purpose. They inverted it on its head. Well, let me tell you something. I look around at this room and I've seen the numbers on the live stream. So for all the people in this room and for the millions watching back home, let me tell you something. We are taking our country back. It starts now. We are the American people. The country, the country that was given to us, the lifeblood that's been handed to us, it's up to, we are the stewards of this country. We are the stewards of our civilization. What is Western civilization? I'll give it to you in three key points. Greek philosophy, Roman law, and the words of the Holy Bible. That's Western civilization. That was given to us, and we're going to fight together. We are going to fight together, and we're not going to give up. Let me hear something. Do you guys want to give up? Are you guys done? Are you tired? No. Are you sick? No. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I am a little sick. Are you ready to take back your country? Are you ready to take back the schools? Are you ready to take back our children's future? Then, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you to rise up right now. And there's, there's, there's a little chant. I think we could get going to end it off. It's very quick. You might hear it. It's three words. It goes like, not even three words. I'm going to strike that. Three letters. It goes like this. U-S-A. 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 You like that, Klaus Schwab? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. God bless you, everyone.